0: And go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. In today's episode, I want to get back to the nuts and bolts of managing a home renovation project. Now, whether you are a homeowner or an interior designer, there is one critical meeting that must be held before the construction starts. And I think you'll be surprised as to who it involves and when it should happen. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Over the past couple of episodes, I've taken a deep dive into mindset of a homeowner or interior designer taking on a renovation project. We talked about the why you take on a project and quite honestly, why that's an important thing to know and to remind yourself of. We've talked about supply chain issues and the disasters that we're all facing, and quite frankly, the more I talk to people, it's going to be a bit of a ride for maybe the rest of this calendar year and, God forbid, into 2023. So those are all critical pieces for you to know and understand in order to manage a renovation project successfully. But in today's episode, I want to get back into what I would call the nuts and bolts of actually managing a project properly. And it doesn't matter whether you're a homeowner or an interior designer, whether you have a contractor that's sort of in charge of the team and you're a homeowner and you're going to be a member of that team, or whether you're the homeowner and you have gone out and sourced all the individual subs and the contractor yourself, and you're sort of the team leader, so to speak. Or whether you're an interior designer who has done that same thing, has put together a team of professionals to do whatever project you're taking on, or whether you are a part of a much larger team of an architect, a contractor, and this is a big build and you are a member of it. What we're going to talk about today is an incredible piece to the puzzle that must take place. Whether you are setting it up or whether you are just participating, you must have a contractor or subs meeting prior to the beginning of construction. Now, what do I mean by a contractor subs meeting? This is a meeting that is held prior to construction. And I would say maybe a week or two prior to construction, not six months in advance and certainly not the day before, because the purpose of this meeting is to walk through the entire project. And it is to have every person that is contributing to this project in the same room at the same time. So why is this important? I mean, if you've gotten estimates, all the guys have gone through, the plumber, the electrician, the painter, the contractor. They've all seen the existing conditions. They've seen the scope of work, the drawings, whatever is pertinent to the job. They've given you their numbers. They know what they're doing. Yes, that's an easy answer. Yes, that's happened. The thing is, sometimes these projects, especially now, are priced out six, eight, ten months in advance. And I don't want to spoil your day, but chances are that contractor has sort of forgotten about your job and in particular the specifics of the job. So that is reasonable, right? I mean, in particular now, it's even longer lead times. The other thing to remember is the contractor didn't necessarily come the same day as the plumber. They may not even know each other. So you've got all of these contractors operating in their individual silos, but ultimately they have to play as a team and the contractor needs the plumber to do things in order for him to do his next steps and vice versa. So a contractor's meeting or a walkthrough is an opportunity to stand there as a team, go through the scope of work again. And it may sound silly to walk it through again. Hey guys, here's the master bath. This is what we're going to be doing. This is existing conditions. And this is what we're going to do along the way. This is an opportunity that should not be missed, but this is an opportunity where let's say the contractor says, Oh, wait, You've added a steam shower. That wasn't in the original scope of work. And the plumber is going to say, well, yeah, the steam shower was in my scope of work. And the electrician is going to say, what are your electrical needs? I need to see the specs, right? So this is where all of that gets ironed out. So on day one, everybody knows what they're coming in to do. So here's the second thing. Where are these specs? Where is this information coming from? You need to provide contractors packets and you need to show up whether you're the homeowner putting it all together or whether you are an interior designer hosting this meeting. In essence, you need to bring, let's say there's five subs coming to this meeting. You need to bring five full packets to this meeting. And I mean all drawings specifications, whether it's for plumbing or lighting or electrical or carpeting or tile or whatever the scope of the work is, it all needs to be included in this package so that they all know what's going on. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, Renee, why does the painter need to know what faucet I'm using in the bathroom? Well, technically he doesn't, but having him full knowledge, understanding what the scope of the work is gives him an opportunity to say, wait a minute, I see an issue with my part of the work. Now, it may not come up, but then guess what? You've covered your bases, so there won't be as many surprises along the way. Now, you also may be thinking, well, I already gave that to them, right? I gave that contractor um, all the specs when I met with him. And that may have been three months ago. Do not be offended if that contractor has either lost it all, uh, forgets to bring it, and or lost one or two pieces that you may not even be aware of. By showing up at the meeting fully prepared with a new packet, and he may say, no, thank you, I've got it all. Well, that's great. But if he doesn't, you simply hand him the new packet. You've lost no time. You are a professional, and he sees you as that. So what else happens at this meeting? This is an opportunity for everybody to listen. It's for all the subs to listen. It's for the interior designer to listen. And it's for the homeowner to listen. What this meeting is not about is changing the scope of work. Because at this point, this meeting should take place maybe a week or two before the actual demo starts. And changing the scope of work could easily push off that date. So this is not the opportunity for a client to look at drawings and say, why is this wall six inches over here? I think I'd rather have it 10 inches to the left. Well, that ship has sailed, or you know saying that out loud will likely push off your start date. So this is an opportunity to basically set in stone going forward. And most importantly, this meeting is to find the missing pieces in advance. So let's say this steam shower was added. Okay, let's make sure. Did you include glass to the ceiling with a transom over the door to allow the steam to come out? Did you include the proper protection for the walls when you're doing a steam shower, right? Those are three pieces that may have Slip through the cracks to no fault of anyone. And then this meeting is not a gotcha meeting. This is a, hey, what's missing? Let's get this organized so that we don't lose time once the job is torn apart. Now, unfortunately, sometimes things are found that do push off the start of the job. But truthfully, I would much rather figure that out before I've torn a client's house apart, whether that's a bathroom or a family room or a kitchen, and then leave them stranded with a half-finished project while the lead time is being waited out. And in, in these days, that can be a significant amount of time. So be prepared. It is possible that you might find something that is missing that will take several weeks and the project gets pushed off a little bit. But again, it's better to find that out now than it is in a half torn apart part of your house. So as a homeowner, you may be thinking, oh, my contractor is going to handle that. Okay, well, let's make sure he is. That's a quick phone call, text, email. However you established you're going to communicate with them. And if he says to you, oh, no, no, it's not necessary. I've got that handled. The response should be, I would prefer a contractor's walkthrough that I can attend. And, and really, this is for your level of education. And my recommendation is to actually sit and listen. You will learn so much from hearing them talk to each other. Now, you may not understand every word they're saying, and it's okay to ask, but don't pepper them with questions along the way, because to be honest, you want them to be productive. You want them to be getting things done on your behalf. So in the end, you might take the plumber aside and say, I heard you talking about installing the faucet and I didn't quite understand everything you were saying, he would be happy to, or if you've hired the right guy, he would be happy to explain it to you further. So it's an opportunity to really truly get the behind the scenes information on your project. And again, before it starts. So you can be a far more productive collaborator along the way than asking these questions every day going, wait, what are you doing with the faucet? you will have already understood. And maybe once you see what he's actually doing, it's also easier to understand than someone trying to describe it just through words. Now, as an interior designer, if you had put this team together, then you are essentially hosting this meeting and it is important for you to make it stay productive keep people on task. Don't let them go down rabbit holes of things that aren't relevant to this project. Don't let the client go rogue and ask 40,000 questions because that is just simply not going to be productive for anyone, including the client. So in advance, it's best to explain to your client, hey, this is what this meeting is for, and this is what this meeting is not for. But if questions come up, Talk to me about it. We'll decide in the moment. Should we ask them now or should we contact them later or possibly just handle it directly between you and the client? And this meeting is that important and I find people miss it and I honestly don't know why. But if you're working with a large construction company or you're undertaking a large build, this is likely already in the works. It's something that is pretty standard in a large build, a large construction project. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, my project isn't big enough to warrant something like that, I would beg to differ. This is simply an informational meeting and you just can't get enough information in advance on a construction project because the way things are going, the delays are extensive and you want to make sure you are staying as much as possible ahead of any delays or missed pieces. So how does this meeting get set up? It's a pain. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I'm always going to tell you the truth. It's not easy to get five or six trades in one room at one time. So typically what I do is I clear a couple of days with the client, if it's in their existing home that they're living in. And let's say it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of a week. I will send an email to all my trades and say, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. We're having a contractor's meeting. What day works better for you? And let me know a time block, right? So typically a guy will say, I can do in the morning on Tuesday." Okay. Well, then once I get that information, I go to second round and I say, okay, looks like the morning of Tuesday works. Give me a time. And again, you want them there at the same time. Now, if they only overlap by a few minutes and that's the best you can do, okay, but then be efficient once that overlapping happens. But the ideal meeting is, say, an hour or two, everybody there at the same time. Now, if you're getting pushback from any of the contractors, you push right back at them. You say, listen, this is for you. This is for your education. This is to make sure that this project is as smooth as possible. And I don't know a single contractor who would say, oh, I don't like smooth projects. I don't need to attend, right? I mean, it's absurd. Now, they won't want to give you that time because everybody is swamped at all times, but especially now. But you need to establish how important it is for them to have contact with the other guys. The other nice thing about this meeting is more often than not, these guys don't know each other. Um, or if they know each other, maybe they haven't worked together in a couple of years or they've only heard of each other, you know, the whole thing. And actually, it's kind of fun. I have been on meetings before where an electrician and a plumber meet. They're like, oh my gosh, I've heard so much about you over the years, right? It literally was the first time they've met and I live in a pretty small town. So it's it's nice to have that that feeling of almost a community, right? I mean, we are all on a team working towards the same goal, but you'll find, and especially homeowners, if this is your first project, that the painter doesn't overlap with the plumber. So yes, it makes sense that they may not know the plumber. They may know who the plumber is working the job, but they don't necessarily see each other. And over time, I have found it helps tamp down the not my fault, he did it problem that a lot of jobs end up having. And while I understand the, the desire to deflect any issues that come up on a job, I find that it's harder or doesn't happen as often when they actually know the other guy, right? It's you know makes sense. If you're friendly with the guy, you're not as likely to throw him under the bus as you are with someone you don't know at all. So this meeting has so many positive outcomes that it is a no-brainer to undertake as annoying as it can be to set it up. And trust me, I'm sure I will get some comments from you guys, you know, in the coming weeks going, it took me two days to set up this one damn meeting. Uh, Yeah, that can happen. And, And sometimes someone cancels at the last minute. But what you need to do if they cancel is say, hey, listen, this is really important. Are you sure you can't push whatever it is you're trying to cancel me for to come? Or, hey, I promise you the first 10 minutes of the meeting or the last 10 minutes of the meeting. Does that still make it work for you. And seriously, impress upon them why it's beneficial to them. If they think this is just, you know, a dog and pony show to please the client, they're missing the point and you haven't described the meeting properly. So you, again, need to express to them, let's say it's the electrician saying, listen, I am bringing all the specs for all the lighting. We will have the client as well as everyone else in the room at the same time. You know those sconces we wanted to place on the wall? I'm going to get my client to start eyeballing where she wants them. And he's going to go, wait a minute, that's amazing. Wait, you're going to eyeball and and have a general location for the sconces long before I show up? And in a a residential project, yes, that is early. Uh, Now, in the perfect world, we have it specced out on an elevation. But the plumber may say, oh, wait, time out. I think there's a vent pipe in that wall. You can't put that. Or maybe you need a pancake box. Or you know, all sorts of things can happen from that one 10-minute conversation. So again, I can't express enough how important something like this is. And it may seem trivial and therefore easy to skip. But hopefully you're hearing me today and realizing how much Really critical information can come out of a meeting like this, whether you are the homeowner or whether you're the interior designer. And the pushback, go ahead and expect it. If you don't get any, bravo. You have a team that really wants to get this job off on the right foot, understands the process, and wants to be an active team member. If you get the pushback, do as I said. Try to accommodate whatever you can in order to get that person still on the site at the same time to go over whatever it is they do. But also keep your promise. So when they do show up and you've promised them the first 10 minutes and the guys are yucking it up and kind of distracted. It is your job as a homeowner or designer to say, okay, guys, let's rally. We need to go over this because John, the electrician, needs to bolt onto another project. And no one in that room will ever go, ah, I'm sure he's got plenty of time. They'll all go, oh, yeah, got it. Okay, let's get to it. And then if they want to keep gabbing along, great. Do it after the electrician has left. But be sure you keep your promise to whomever you said you would manage the first 10 minutes into their trade specifics, okay? Because that is an important piece of being a team member, right? Following through on what you have said. So please, I want to hear about your contractor meetings. I want to hear how you set them up. I want to hear how successful they were. I want to hear about all of your packets and how impressed these guys are. Because trust me, they're going to be impressed. And and also, they'll be a little grateful. I've had more than one contractor come up to me quietly and say, "Uh, hey, Renee, crap. I left all that stuff you gave me. It's on my desk or it's in a file. It was months ago. Do you have another copy? And I'm like, Of course I do. And they look at you and they're like, oh, thank God. You know, because that's a reality. These guys live in their work trucks more often than not. And they don't always have the time to race back to their shop to get paperwork for another meeting. Cut them a break, bring the extra material. If you have extras at the end, make it scrap, right? So this is an important part of you looking like a professional, whether you're a homeowner or a professional interior designer. Make sure you come to that contractor's meeting prepared for everything. And you will leave there with a level of respect from these guys that you will need. And you will lean on, by the way, throughout the project. It is simply a win-win all around, no downside. So I want to hear about your successful meetings and tell me if there were any issues that came up or things that were forgotten or fell through the cracks, because that's where you're going to catch them. And then you're going to start on the right foot together as a working and now friendly team. So as always, if this brings up more questions and answers and I want to hear about your meetings, please reach out to me through email or direct message on social at Davigné Design. You know how to find me. and as always, I thank you for your time today and really look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davigné Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid-project. And thank you again for listening today.